Welcome to the show, everyone. We have another great show. As as always, I got Chris Jackson along, alongside me. Now, tonight's show is a great one. We are going to be talking about some games and some recaps as long as some NIL deals that a certain high school has signed. So we're going to start with talking about that. What do you think about, if you guys haven't heard, St. John Bosco signed an NIL deal, I guess with the apparel company that allows players on that team to have the opportunity to get NIL deals like college players, but obviously the money's not as big. I'm thinking, I think it's about $400 per player, whoever signs, but I, by CIF law, technically the school didn't sign an NIL. Technically it's the apparel company that's giving the players the opportunity to, to pursue a deal that they want. What do you like think about that? I've never seen a full team wide bun before. I remember when Jaden Rashada, the quarterback from Pittsburgh up here going to Miami, got an NIL deal here in high school. I've never seen a full team, though. Of course, like you said, CAF rules, you're not allowed to be. It can't be like the team signs, though, right? It's just like players individually. They can't also showcase the Bosco logo or anything like that. It's just individual player based. It's different. And I know California has legislation that allows NIL at the high school level it is different legislation. I know in Texas, they didn't have that. Quinn Ewer is one of the reasons why he left a year early to go to Ohio State. Now he's back at Texas for college. But I mean, it's an interesting thing. You know, I, I'm not going to I thought the numbers would be different, of course, but the roster is so big. I don't, I'm not sure why I was thinking it'd be like higher numbers per player, but $400 per player. It's not a ton of money. That not you really see. Well, I guess it's the next like level, right? So I know the concern from some people I've spoken with, even myself, was how will this affect high school yeah. football? Because let's say money keeps pouring in like this for NIL. How is that going to affect other schools, smaller programs, some public schools? It could, but if it's just going to be, I don't know, $400 per player for the season, I don't know if that's going to have a drastic effect on high school football. That's just my opinion. If the money goes up, though, unfortunately, I do Here's think what I think more big I effect. I think the NILs for high schoolers isn't a bad thing in the sense where, I mean, it's a gray area because look in college, yes, the players are making money for the school. So yes, they should be compensated, but in high school, is it really about ticket sales? Is it really about compensation? Like, I mean, I get maybe a St. John Bosco who's, you know, a really good school for sports, maybe, you know, providing their players the free education because it's a private school, but I think NILs for high school are kind of unnecessary. I mean, I think that if a player's, a t- I mean, unless it's like an Arch Manning situation where he's a really good player, maybe like Under Armour or a certain company says, okay, we want to give you a deal. But I think to directly essentially say that the whole, that the school signed an NIL deal with whoever they signed with, I just think it's a little bit, unnecessary especially because these kids are 14 15 16 17 like they still live at home do they really need to get all this extra money on the side when they're not really needing it i mean what's the point of it i guess the situation right everyone's got a different financial situation home situation for me right i didn't grow up with a lot with really any financial struggles i know other kids i did friends of mine did i know everyone's got a different situation my concern is just it really affecting the whole high school football landscape. It does. I don't, I, I don't, I don't really want players to move to certain high schools because of money. I know what happens in college and that's already be kind of what people say has become the wild, wild west. I don't want that to trickle down the high school. I don't think 
it will like some people are kind of concerned about, especially if it's $400 per player. I don't see it going crazy, right? I know Pittsburgh High School is a big football program, but yeah, they are. is still at a public school and he's getting the big NIL deal. Why? Because he's a five star quarterback with NFL potential, a great personality, a great dude, great character, great grades, and a great football player. Now, so I don't, I don't think it really matters where yeah. you're going to go in high school as much for that because if you're great, you're going to get something, right? Yeah, I, no, I, I, th- I think the thing is, though, you need to take it out of high school because high school should be about education, right? I think in college, it's already a sad thing. I mean, look, I get that they're getting paid, but now college is becoming like an NFL type two, especially especially in the football like world of things. But I think that in high school, it, I, I agree. I don't think it can trickle down to high school because I think that high school should be a time where players focus on their education and where they want to go to school. Because especially now that they know that if they're top athletes in college, they're going to be basically making money already. I think they need to spend a portion of their life to at least focus on school because, you know, after they get to college, they're, they're not going to be like focused on school as much as they were. So it's, you know, I, it's hate to, I, I, I hate to shatter people's dreams and I hate to say like these stats because I know everybody's cut big dreams, right? And that's a great thing you should. Yep, absolutely. But percentage of high school athletes that get a college scholarship and from those guys that actually men and women that get scholarships at the next level, what percentage of them actually become professional athletes? And after that, how many last in the pros beyond three years? It just keeps getting smaller and smaller, right? The biggest yeah, thing should be definitely your education. Like, like pyramid. Yeah, and, and scholarship money, a, scholar, a four-year scholarship is worth a whole heck of a lot more than a few hundred dollars in high school with NIL, right? Just don't lose sight of the bigger picture. That If you want to get the money, you want to get that short-term gains with money, sure, go right ahead. But do not lose sight of the bigger picture. Do not lose sight of your education, your future, because I do not want those short-term gains to hurt your long-term gains to where, yeah, great, you made a few hundred bucks now, but then you've hurt yourself for making thousands, millions down the line from even college to the pros too, right? You're still focused on the NIL deal right now, but then it affects you actually get in that long-term NFL contract and, or even degree because you're so focused on the NIL. And because what happens in college too, when you transfer so many times, not every college credit transfers over. It doesn't. It, so how do you, it's hard to get that degree sometimes. And what if your NFL career or other sport just doesn't last long and you don't have a ton of money to fall back on. Yeah. You need that you degree a, as well. Or you can pull a Steph Curry and get your degree during a championship run, like 10 Right. You, you, you better be sure you're going to be that dang good. He was focusing on the wrong finals. That you know? Yeah. You, you better be finals. You like LeBron didn't go to college. He didn't need to. Right. LeBron was so dang good. I think everybody knew Kobe Bryant, same thing. Steph, just confident. Right. But just don't lose sight of the bigger picture. That's cool if you want to get these NIL deals, whatever. But please, please, please just strike that good balance. And think about not just the next four years, but the next 40 years. It should be, it should not just be a three, four year plan. It should be a 40 year plan. Yep. And speaking of the season starting, Vanden and Yuba City had a game last Saturday or Friday. What'd you think of it? How did that game go? I mean, it was great to see high school football back. It was, it was so nice. I know, I know it's weird to say because a lot of the Bay Area technically does not start until this weekend, right? But Fackville Fairfield's in the Sac Joaquin section. They have four-week playoffs instead of three, like the NCS and CCS and other sections. But it was good. And Vanden won by six. I know Yuba City had revenge because they had a big lead last year at Vanden. Lost that, blew it. Vanden came back and won. Then Vanden goes up and wins a state title later in the year. Vanden came out, though, 
And again, I honestly did not think Vanville went going to their practice last week, but everybody has a bad day of practice. That's what yep. I really learned too. And I, I told all the players after the game, heck, I messed up that prediction, right? But it's okay. Vanden came out, their quarterback, Trey Dimes. I think he would have completed 85% of his passes. Just the usual kinks you go through week one with drops, miscommunication. But he looks even better than the 46 touchdowns he threw a year ago. He looks like a D1 guy. He's got a strong arm, accurate. I think he's going to break the Vanden record for film study in a year. I'm not sure what the record is or if they hold that technically, but I am. Pretty dang sure he's going to break that. Then they've got this soft or junior receiver, I should say, at 800 yards as a sophomore. Braden Chavez, let me just read you these numbers. We put these catapult wearable vests on. A lot of people you probably see them now. College programs wearing them to in practice games. Oh, yeah. Braden Chavez, 20.4 miles per hour on that 85 yard touchdown catch he had at that's the fast. high school level that's for fast. junior in high school, too. We see a lot, of, we see some of the top notch seniors hit 21, 22. He's a junior already hitting 20.4. The, the first thing is, you don't see a lot of players run that fast. You see no, college it, kids that are running 18, 19. You don't see that in high school. So that's that's telling. That guy's going to go, that, that guy's going far if he's that oh, fast. He, he has been, and don't forget, it was August 19th and a day when it was 107, two hours before kickoff in Yuba City. And he does this in week one. Where yeah, it's going to be a good, it's gonna be a good year for him. It's going to be a good year. Yeah, for he's going to go. He's going for easily a thousand yards. Had over a hundred yards on three catches. Probably would have had three hundred all-purpose yards because he had a punt return for a touchdown called back. I think a seventy-yard touchdown catch called back. He had some good return yards. Got and you got the miss on help. I mean, you. But let me read these other. Sorry. Yeah, right. And it's not week one kinks. Yeah. Yuba City had some week one kinks. Every program does. You see it in the NFL too, week one, right? Even after the preseason, week one's still not the prettiest football. Oh, yeah. No, that's what sure. I yeah, that's what I have to remind the coaches sometimes too. They're like, man, we were a little sloppy out there, but don't forget it's August 19th that day. It's week one. Every team is dealing with that. Same with the NFL. But let me read some other numbers to you. Van is secondary looked really good. That was my concern because they lost guys that I think combined for 12, 13 picks on last year's senior class. Looked great. Covered really well. Broke up passes. Chris Clark was awesome in that secondary interception. Really athletic one over a guy. A couple of pass breakups. Tackle for loss. A safety. Marcellus Chandler, a junior, ran in 19.82 set, uh, miles per hour in game speed. You had Jordan Jones, a 2024 running back at 17.96. And let's not forget, Orion Knoll. He was had a banged up ankle still was in the back foot. He was giving a pack 12 commit the work, like the absolute work in this game, especially in the second half. He was 100% healthy. He had 29 tackles for loss last year. First game won't say he's on pace for that, but don't forget film will tell a different story with how much work he did. He probably would have had 18 miles per hour plus still 16.42 miles per hour with a bad ankle. These Vanden players were, on fire, they were looking good. Yeah, I think both, both sides of the football looked really good. I think they're starting to come together, which yep. is a good sign. Build off that say title run. This is a Vanden team that's going to go far again. Well, that's good. Now that we have games coming up this weekend, though, the official start of the season for the rest of the area, shall we predict some games? Shall we predict to yeah. see how some of these teams are going to do this year? And any games on the schedule that you just look at off first cancer and you're like, okay, that looks pretty dang good. You know, I have to be honest here. Clayton Valley is a team against Salinas that I'm always interested in. Like, I'm looking at the notes right now of the games they got. Clayton Valley and Salinas is going to be a good week one, I feel like. That's going to be a tough game. But 
I mean, my score prediction, if I had to look, Clayton Valley is always going to run up the works on teams, but they also keep games close. Their defensive team is going to be a defensive game, I think, because Clayton Valley, in, in, at least in, in my experience against them, they've been a defensive team. So I don't know. I think it's going to be a close game, but I got – I you know what? I'm going to say 17 to 14. I don't think it's going to be a high-scoring game. It's a week one game, but I think it's going to be a 17 to 14 game, Clayton Valley's favor. I like that prediction and Clayton Valley too is one of those teams, right? Where they'll eat eight percent, eight minutes off the, off the um, game clock. Right. And then if the score doesn't look big, but it's because they took off so much time and they're still scoring most of their possessions. They've also, they've got some good running backs. They've got that quarterback situation we mentioned before. That's really good. You all know about their coaches, but then they also added player moved back to the Bay area, played at Pittsburgh before went to Bishop Gorman for a little bit. He's committed to Tennessee, a four-star will Stallings is back in the Bay area. He's now a Clayton Valley too. This is a good game because Salinas also has Nazia Hunter committed to Cal. They have an Idaho commit. They've got some athletes. I think Clayton Valley wins this one in the close one though. I think it's going to be a 28, 21 ball game. Ooh, I just like higher Valley. scoring. Huh? You think it's going to be more. Yeah, I, I just think a Salinas is going to have some quicker scoring drives. I think that's why. And I think I could see this game really coming down to the end with the talent on both sides, but I just believe Clayton Valley's experience on both sides of the football is going to pave the way to a big window open the season. Yeah, no, I agree. It's just so hard for me to predict a high score, especially knowing what you said about the clock. <laughs> They're going to trim the clock. It's going to be hard for the score to be go up, going up. Another game I see on here that's interesting is Akalani's of San Marin. Um, Akalani's has been on the come up the last couple seasons. It was if this game was a couple seasons ago, I'd say that it was going to be a blowout on San Marin's side, I think. But Akalani's on the come up a bit. They got some players on that squad that have some offers, have some like interests and stuff. So I'm going to say, I mean, I don't think Aquilani's is going to win necessarily, but I think it's going to be a close game. It's going to be closer. It's going to be a 28 to 24 win. Sam Marin takes it. Especially it's going to be a fun one. Both coaching staffs are unbelievable. Sam Marin's coming off that state title run last year, a score away from even beating Marin Catholic in the regular season. They've got Dominic and Grassi at quarterback. They've got great – they've got three receivers that could play at the next level linemen. Every single position they check the boxes. Akalani's has a lot of speed. They've got two receivers with D1 offers in that 2024 class. Mason Zirkle's a sleeper. I like Ellis Berger. I think he's going to go for 1,000 yards at running back. And Floyd Bird said he was the head coach of Miramonte in a lot of its glory days when they won all those NCS titles back in the day. He's the Akalani's head coach. He's still pumping out these offenses, man. It's it's stupid how good his offense is. And I love his assistants. Jesse Stewart's a great one. Yep. That guy is so invested in coaching on social media and everything else. Their assistants are great. I just think San Marin's going to pull out a close one. 35-31. It's going to be a firework show. I'm telling yeah. you that right now. It's going to be fun. I would not be shocked. I, if I was doing one of those ESPN percentage things, I would give San Marino a 51% chance to win. That's how close. Yeah, 51, 49. Yeah, I'd probably say about, I mean, it's going to be close, but like I said, I mean, it's not going to be a blowout like it would have been a couple seasons ago because as good as the staff is, Akalani, like, like, let's be honest, they weren't the best team a couple seasons ago, but now they've gotten better, like I've said, and, they, and, and, and they're on the come up. But I, th- yeah, I think yeah. it shows how good this coaching staff, too, is and how much True. they're developing, guys, because I think it was a couple of years ago they beat Camp Lindo, they make a league title run and all of that. Brady Hutchinson, amazing quarterback, goes on to Oregon State. Now he's back at Foothill College. 
they're just pumping out guys now, and that league is tough. They're one thing you got to give Akalani's credit for too. That schedule, they don't schedule easy. Even that spring oh, yeah. season they had a couple years game. ago. Yeah, that was that spring season a couple years ago. They had their four league opponents. Then they played Cal and Monta Vista there. So it's, I think Akalani's is one of those really fast rising programs in the Bay Area. They're, they've they've got to be one of the most improved programs in the Bay Area. The last they have, five. They have, them and San, I think them and San Marin both are right on that same level. They are, and, the and they Bay both Area. play tough too. That's the thing. So yeah, but let's go across the pond now and talk about Miramani. They're playing a band's Berkeley. It's a home game though in Arinda. Um, Miramani obviously has a quarterback that's a really good quarterback, so I think that helps with every team. Um, Miramani is the same position Akalani is in, as in they're also on the – I think they were on the fall a little bit. Now I think they're a bit on the rise again. But I'm going to say Miramani is going to take it, but I think it's going to be a 35-21 game in Miramani's favor, and Luke is going to go off, I think, in, in the first game. He's pumped. He's at UCLA commit now. He's pumped up. He's going to play angry in his senior year. He's coming. I think you just read my mind. I was about to say 35-21. Miramonte, I love Berkeley. I love their head coach, David Perry. They've I love got a Perry. I will say that. They've got a bright future. Perry's a great guy, but I think Miramonte takes it. Anytime you've got a 6'5 quarterback like Luke Duncan, you're going to have a chance in every ball game. Yeah, and I think anytime you're playing a rebuild building school it's not it's nothing against the coaching staff or anything but it's a rebuilding school and i think with a rebuilding school there's a lot of unknowns and miramani has more of that consistency so i definitely think that miramani is going to have but let's talk about one that i know both of these teams i am pretty familiar like i i know these teams pretty well in my life lost lomas and rancho katati katati's going to win this game because they're always tough especially because that especially because that trip i've done it from the walnut creek all the way there so That's actually this so actually this game is in walnut creek it's in walnut creek okay because i'm some my bad the way okay sorry the way i read the notes is wrong but <laughs> i still think rancho katati is gonna get the dub they are a bit of a better team i think overall loss they have some athletes on loss Lomas, but I think it's going to be close. It's going to be a 35-31 game in favor of Katati, I think. It's a close game. It's going to be close, though. It's going to be close. I love both teams because they both bring their starting quarterbacks. Liam Keeney is an awesome quarterback for Rancho Katati. I don't think he gets enough love. Yes, I made sure I got his name right, too, because I've always mixed up his name yeah. with Granada. has got a really good guard in basketball named Nate Keeney. I don't know why I mixed the two up, but I do. There we go, though. I got Liam. But anyway, he's got some athletes. I love Silasa Vajrawale, a Cal commit, six picks, all these touchdowns he's last great, year. He's great, too. He's a two-way player. And Ananias Walker is a great 2024 prospect and a play power five football. Los Lomas brings back its quarterback. Emmanuel Carnley is a great defensive back with a lot of Division One offers. This is going to be a great game. It's I'm, on be Rancho, a great game. I'm on Rancho Gattati's side, though, for this one. I, think I, they am, I am, too. I, th- I think it's a 28-24 ball game. I'd say that if if I had gotten it right the first time and the game was in at Katati, I think it would be more of a blowout only because that trip's hard to do in one day and, do, and play the game because it's a bit of a trip, all that. And it definitely, as experienced, it takes a toll on the team. But even though it's lost, even if it's in Walnut Creek, I still think Katati's going to take it, though. I do think, but it's going to be a lot closer than a lot of people think it's going to be. 
Um, Reardon and Granada. They have a new coach at Reardon. As it's we crazy. Know. Both of these teams do. Both of these teams do. Both I'm going to say, too, I'm going to Granada's practice here in about 20 minutes. They're one of the most improved teams, too. Their new head oh. coach is dialed in. Their JV team last year went 10 and 0, outscored teams yep. 340 to 20. I love their quarterback. I'm telling you, you can throw it 75 yards with these. Quinn Boyd is going to play D1 football. They got a 6'6, 240 tight end defensive end, Thomas Schnapp. Christian Clauser is a great running back, and DB Kiko Barcenas is first team all league. Even with all that, I still think Reardon wins this game. Reardon's really? Reardon's one of these really rising programs that's at Reardon. I just think it here, Rob Apati's first game. He's something about his game planning for this and the guys they have up front, especially on the line. I think line play is huge. I think Rear, I think it's going to be a really good game, but Reardon is going to edge Granada out in this one for the season opener. I think it's going to be Granada. It's going to be close. It's going to be like 21 17, but Granada wins. The only reason why I know both of them have new coaches and all that, but I'm, I am I struggle to pick teams to win when not only they have a new coach, but they're in the position that that they are in to where they're a rising program and they don't have that established stuff yet. So I think they're going to be good, but it's hard to pick them in the first game of the season. So I do have to pick Granada in this game. Yeah, I, I can go with that too. I think Granada's got the continuity also in a lot of ways because they brought up their JV head coach. So obviously there's a lot of familiarity with the guys coming up, but it's just that here, Rava Potty. I, if I pick against it here, I, 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 just, I just can't for some reason. I, I just think the line play too. You've got two D1 offensive linemen at least. It's hard for me to pick against that. But yeah, I mean, if Granada wins, I don't know if anybody out here is going to be surprised. Just Let's do a couple more games, but I got a game that I think is really good here to do, and that's and that's Marin Catholic and Freedom. That's going to be a great game. Both of these programs are top-notch. I know that for a fact. They are both really, really, really good teams. Marin Catholic, I think, is going to take it, though, because every year Marin Catholic is always that team. They're just always that team pretty much. It's going to be close. It's going to be 20. I'm going to say – just for fun, 28-27. Let's say it's a one-point game. It probably won't, won't happen, but both of these teams are pretty solid. I think it could it could be it, it could go either way. But I think let's just say for the it's gonna be a one-point game, just for, it's gonna be 28-27. That is my pick for score. And you know, I I really like what Freedom's got. They've got some new players coming in. Samaje Featherstone's a D1 guy. Jacob Wasso's going to be a D1 quarterback. Tyler Olaz a D1 player. Herschel Turner's a D1 player. Great athlete all around, over 1,100 all-purpose yards last year. I still think Marin Katha gets the job done on the road, though, in Oakley. That is a tough trip, too, to Oakley. It's all a the tough way trip. Forward. No, it's I think a that's going to be – that's going to be tough. Don't underestimate that sometimes because I think even us, sometimes we make a long trip to a game. Heck, me to Yuba City last week. By the end, you're just kind of like, holy crap. Okay, where, where, where's the Red Bull when I need it? But I still think Marin Catholic winning the state title. They've got a lot of experience coming back on both sides of the ball. Will Clemens headlines that great defense. You've got Joey Cook moves in from San Marino, state championship winning quarterback. A D1 running back and Charles Williams, great line play. They've got some great receivers. J.R. Boss, Matt Greco, to name a few. I think Brian Catholic gets the job done on the road. What's your score prediction on that one, though? I'm curious. 35-17, Brian Catholic. 
Oh, you think it's going to be more of a blowout? All right, I think it's. You know, be- I, I I think there's just going to be some situations where Marin Catholic's defense comes up big on a fourth there down. Will. There will. It, which it, I think the yarders totals are going to be pretty close, if I'm being honest with you. But just those fourth down situations, I think those red zone critical downs, Marin Catholic's defense is so stout. That's where the game's going to be won or lost. Week one's the best week in my opinion because I think anything can happen. Yep. You see teams that you never would expect to win pull out a dub or you see like a closer game than you thought so you never know but let's finish on a good game here let's finish on hmm St. Ignatius versus Palo Alto oh that's a good one that's the Palo one Alto's got a new, yeah Palo Alto's got a new coach they've got great line play they've got some great receivers I'm telling you what though St. Ignatius is line play they've got a couple of D1 linemen they've They're got also that team yeah, they, they've got a quarterback, Mac McAndrews, that is – I'm not sure why he doesn't at least have FCS offers yet. That kind of baffles me. I think he'll at least play in the Ivy League. He's that smart and that good. San Ignatius wins it home, and it's actually San Ignatius' first home night game because they've always played during the day. Now they have lights. Oh, a Friday night there, you winning. know, that, they're you know winning. that's going to be a fun atmosphere. They're there. winning because I've, I've played – there in the past and the atmosphere in a day game is insane if they play at night it's going to be a, they're going to win that game i personally think because of the atmosphere it's not going to be as close it's going to be 35 20 that's what i think both of these teams are good i don't think palo alto is going to be getting blown out like that every game but like you were saying if it's their first game out of the at on a night game it's going to be crazy everyone's showing out the players are going to be Juice stuff. The coaches are going to be juiced up. The fans is going to be insane. So I think SI is taking that game. Yeah, I'm with you on that. But that, you know, these week one games are going to be so fun. I just can't wait for this. Oh, I'm so excited. I mean, look, we've predicted a lot of games, but in reality, I'm. I just want to. I, I hope that they're good games because I know these kids, especially a senior, they want to represent their school one more time, and I'm just excited to see these kids have the chance to do that in another season that, you know, it's a normal calendar season. They're playing a full slate of games. I'm excited. It's going to be great. Let's hope that no one gets hurt and that everyone gets offers who, you know, gets offers that they want, and let's hope all goes well on the year. Yeah, speaking of healthy, enjoy this run, everybody, because if I think everybody's seen on Twitter, Northern California, Folsom's tight end committed to Stanford, a four-star, broke his leg in the season opener of his senior year. That's Can't even tough. imagine the emotions of that. I know you could say, oh, he's got the free – he's got the scholarship to Stanford, this and that, but you can't ever replicate your senior year of high school football. No, that's the – in the and that's the sad part, too, is – that's the year that everyone cherishes the most because it's the last year you're playing in your hometown in front of your family and friends necessarily. Like I know college is a big step, but it's the last year you really get to play at home with your family there every game. So I just hope that everyone has a good season. Everyone stays safe and everyone has fun watching some players hit the gridiron hard and let's have a good one, everyone. Thank you so much. That's our show. Have a good one.